Hello, and welcome to the I Say Emperor podcast series. I'm your host, Alana Margulies Snyderman, and with me today is Chris Bostic, partner and Theofam senior associate at OCV Partners, an LA-based VC firm that invests in technology and healthcare startups. Today, Chris and Thea will share with us the outlook for VC investing in tech and healthcare startups, including greatest opportunities and challenges, how the firm integrates ESG, DEI, and more. Hi, Chris and Thea. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having us, Lana. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So to kick off the conversation, love to hear about the firm and how you got to where you are today. Awesome. So I'll start a little bit with the firm background, then we'll dive into us. But we've both been fortunate to join founding partners here at our firm OCV that are very established, successful former operators that have been keen on building a multidisciplinary team, including PhDs like myself and Thea. Uh, But it starts with our founding partners who prior to starting, uh, Richard Ressler and Hemi Zucker have scaled multiple successful operators or have been successful operators across uh, multiple billion dollar franchises and across market cycles, having scaled through both the dot-com crash, the global financial crisis, and saw an opportunity to be value-add investors in the private market, utilizing their experience and expertise, having scaled their businesses from zero to billion plus in revenue uh, to really help founders and give insights to startups in the private markets that we've been investing in. And we look to not only provide the internal expertise from our team and our operational backgrounds, uh, but utilize the enterprises that are still in existence that you know both Richard and Hemi have founded uh, that complement our areas of investment interests uh, across technology and healthcare and bring external value add as well. Uh, so the firm started in 2018 with 168 million fund one, and we're based here, as you said, in LA, which is the heart of kind of SoCal, which is the third largest growing venture ecosystem. And we've been able to prove out this strategy and make 17 investments across technology and healthcare since, and already have seen five investments uh, exit. Uh, utilizing that kind of value-add, high-conviction approach. And then I was fortunate to join as the first PhD hire. Uh, the team was interested in building out their healthcare franchise and having the in-house still just expertise. Uh, so come from my background of over a decade in interdisciplinary research experience, including an undergrad in biology at Cornell and a minor in business, a PhD in pharmacology at WVU, and then a postdoc at Columbia University in translational medicine to help build out that franchise and fortunate to hire other people like Thea. Yeah, so my background, um, pretty similar to Chris, coming from an academic background. Um, I did my PhD in neuroscience at UCLA, was scientifically trained across multiple tier one institutions, both here in the U.S., like UC San Diego, Baylor College of Medicine, as well as um, University of Oxford in the U.K., but during my PhD, um, realized the lack of in of re- commercializations of great technology that comes out of the lab, and realized if I can learn the um, you know business side of things, I can actually help aid a lot of that innovations that get to the the other side and, and see the patients. Um, so therefore, I think VC specifically has been an, an a great area um, for me. Great. Very impressive backgrounds, both of you. Uh, So that leads nicely into the first question I have for you. Given your focus on VC investing and healthcare tech, I'd like to hear your overall outlook for the space. 
Yeah, I try to simplify it down looking at healthcare, which is what the focus of myself and Thea lead at our fund. And just thinking about how if you look at healthcare technology, it's an industry where facts is still growing. You know, at a 9% CAGR, we know it very well because our managing partner is one of the founders of facts, our EFACS. Uh, so I like to say that it's over a decade behind whoever, depending on who you ask, where the general technology infrastructure is outside of healthcare. And that's a huge problem that's going to lead to a lot of stagnant innovation and lead to a lot of disparities and outcomes, especially if you think about uh, health equity. So there's a huge opportunity there if you have the experience and are a savvy investor uh, to really bring innovative companies now that can leverage advancements in technology to really build foundational companies, uh, especially powered by technologies like AI, which we all know of, uh, but as well as other just general technology problems. Uh, to really help how we treat patients, you know, how we think about the uh, aspects of patient care, you know, whether it be providing care, whether it be paying for care, and whether it be discovering new care uh, by just improving that technology infrastructure. And then, you know, as far as the timing, you know, it's a challenging market environment right now. Uh, and there's usually when it's a great time to invest, it's a hard time to raise money and vice versa. Uh, but definitely, this is one of the best times to invest, you know, just proven historically looking at financial trends, you know, you can invest in companies that have more de-risking that are great and fantastic and a time where innovations at its highest. Uh, but with the markets, you know, having normalized the interest rates going up, you're able to get more for your dollar and more bang for your buck. And I think the next vintages are going to be very strong. And as a follow-up, I'd love for either of you to touch on what are some of the specific greatest opportunities you see in your space and why? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the area that get us excited most is used is applying the cutting edge technologies, like Chris mentioned, Gen AI into healthcare. Healthcare in the U.S. and healthcare overall, I think, is still a very um, outdated industry. There's a lot of inefficiencies. There's a lot of issues, and these greatest technologies serve as great um, toolkits, um, like Gen AI, to actually help overcome a lot of those inefficiencies in processes, like staffing shortages, like overspending. And a lot of it is leveraging these technology to improve and help our doctors and a lot of our experts into gearing them back to patient care, which is what they love to do the most, and taking them away from the non-clinical task that they have to do, like taking notes, etc. The caveat there for us specifically is leveraging the technology and real is the technology itself is never the main product the using the technology as an application to revolutionize and improving the processes in healthcare is usually the product so in that case at ocv we're really looking to back great founders and founding team that are healthcare insiders and are using these tools to really help um you know productize a lot of their already knowledge of the healthcare. So backing the founders and leveraging those products and building a really true, you know, revolutionary um, business model that ate all the key stakeholder value adds. I think those are the key um, businesses that we'd really look to back. And on the other hand, what are some of the greatest challenges both of you face in your investing space and how do you conquer them? Yeah, I think for us, you know, I'll talk internally. If you think about what I said before, you know, when it's a good time to invest capital, it's harder to raise capital and you have to do some education to, you know, level set people that, you know, don't be afraid. And, you know, the market was worse before when you were deploying a lot of capital, like now's the great time. 
Uh, and that's something that, you know, it's a funny problem to have. You're like, it's clearly a great dynamic, but you see that everyone has to deal from the hangover of a great bull market for a long time. And then for us, as far as the external facing and our investment activities, we really want to help guide the company to deal with in healthcare. A unique challenge is there's a lot of misaligned incentives in the U.S. healthcare system. Uh, so to really build an innovative product, like Bia was mentioning, you have to make sure that you're getting wins for everyone and everyone's wins aren't measured on the same thing. So ideally, we'd all want it to be altruistic and patient care be number one. Uh, but I like to break it down into the P's of healthcare. So you have patients, providers being the physicians and payers. And, you know, and payers might care about, you know, their short term gains more than they care about the long term patient outcomes as far as their ranking system. And, you know, that's because of our system. If you're a payer, you know, patients or customers that you have churn out within seven years, usually from your plan and switch to another plan. So you're like, well, I'm incentivized to lower my cost in the short term and not adopt new technologies that give better, clearly financially better, you know, patient outcomes, you know, in the long term. So we're always guiding our companies to say, think about the adoption issues for each of your stakeholders. You know, for the payers, they're going to want to see short-term economic return just as much as they want to see long-term. The patients, you know, they can be their own enemy as far as adhering to things. So you have to figure out how you make it engaging and fun and leverage technologies and or approaches that have been used in other sectors like technology. You know, you want to get people addicted as we are to Facebook to their care coordination and their apps and make it simple to digest. And for physicians, you want to make it easy for them to adopt new technologies in their workflow. They're stubborn and don't like to change. So we're always guiding our companies on how they can make the best killer product that addresses all these needs in order to get really good outcomes and huge wins for us as a fund. To shift gears a little bit, ESG and DEI have been top of mind for the investment community and wanted to hear how OCV partners are addressing these topics. Yeah, I'll start off with a quick aside to that, that I like to think that our mantra at OCV is to do good by doing well. You know, when you're a healthcare investor, everything you do is going to make a huge impact. Uh, so that's something that really excites me, but I'll let Bia start from here. Yeah, um, we don't label ourselves as an impact fund, but I think our team, um, we're a four-person investment team a five-person investment team, and we come from very diverse background, diverse skill sets. And I think leveraging that and given our diverse network as well, um, a third of our, the founding and founders that we backed are actually coming from underrepresentative groups. And I think that also show um, clearly in a lot of, you know, up and coming market maps and thesis and et cetera that we're, we're focusing on. Yeah, we've been definitely very excited to have a, over a third of our fund into underrepresented founders. Uh, and I think that's part of the complexion of our own team. You know, our team is also very diverse and very multidisciplinary, so different backgrounds. And we think that just makes the best investment process. We've covered a lot of ground today and wanted to see if either of you have any final thoughts you'd like to share. Yeah, we're very excited about where the market's going and the opportunities for a fund, like I said, that's multidisciplinary to bring in these different perspectives. I think you can learn a lot from the technology side and investing in really cool healthcare companies now that need to leverage technology. And those are the kind of value adds we've been really excited to bring to our portfolio and new investments. And we see huge opportunities as we launch our next fund next year uh, to continue to build our firm and launch more insights. Having just lost our insight page, you know, create content for people to think about how to think about these evolving landscapes. 
Well, Chris and Thea, I wanted to thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. Thank you so much again for having us. This is really fun. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to the Eisner Emperor podcast series. Visit EisnerEmperor.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner Emperor podcast when we get down to business. <laughs>